Our podcast is intended for mature audiences. We will be using adult language and listener discretion is advised. We'd like to remind everyone that we don't have all the answers. Our discussions are opportunities for us to understand the world around us with the information that we have. That means we may say things that are inaccurate, false, or possibly offensive. Thanks. Hello, everybody. It's been a long time. (laughs) But not as long as the last time, because the last long time was actually a long time. And today, unfortunately, Asif will not be able to join us for various reasons and, you know, schedule things. He's going on a hunting trip with Dick Cheney. He's going... So are you telling me Asif's going to be shot in the face? Most likely. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, That's a conspiracy theory right there. (laughs) Good segue. So today, you can add the music. That's copyrighted. eh, You can tweak it a little bit. Just play, play it, make a MIDI file. Just make it like backwards, and you'll be good to go. I'll add the um, Skrillex undertone. Skrillex dubstep Twilight dubstep Zone. Undertone. Twilight Zone anyway. X Files combo. Topic of the day. I'm gonna talk about conspiracy theories. There's so many. Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theory. That's great. Are you Vanna White? If human beings. Evolved from monkeys. Why are there still monkeys? <laughs> That's a pretty good one. They haven't become humans yet. I think it's because they were smart enough to not turn into humans. True. That's Probably. the real thing. I Probably. guess I'll set it off. So, True. my introduction to conspiracy theories goes way back to like maybe sixth grade or uh-huh. middle school. And it started with this book right here. You brought a book. Oh, shit. Yeah, you I can't like prepare. Facts. Literature. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to point it to, to Adam so he can see. But it's, it's a book by Kevin Trudeau. And back in the day, he used to be like an infomercial like kingpin. Like he used to be on late night infomercials. And this book I have here is a sequel, but it's called More Natural Cures Revealed. It's a sequel. It's a sequel to his book, uh, Natural Cures Revealed, or They Don't Want You to Know About. And um, in the book, he claims that, you know, the food industry and the pharmaceutical industry, as well as the oil industry, are all in this, like, secret alliance to keep people unhealthy because they have an economic interest in selling drugs and, and things like that. And um, the book was sort of my intro to like skepticism, right? It it got me, you know, questioning a lot of things, um, questioning things that I was reading because I picked this up at an early age too before, you know, know, when I was naive and shit. But uh, he talks about, he he claims that there's a cure for virtually every disease out there. But they're suppressing this information because they want to sell us drugs. Now, I think there are a lot of really outrageous claims in this book. And I think he's probably a snake oil salesman in it for money and all of that. But there are some things in this book that are sound to me that do make sense. But overall, it's probably a stretch. There's a chapter in here in which he talks about 
um, how to never get sick again. And he has a whole chapter of things to do, what products to use and all of that. He says that he has no, you know, ties or anything. This is all independent research. Um, he, he's all about, you know, eating organic, doing, you know, like uh, holistic remedies, staying away from pharmaceuticals and things like that. Um, so it was a really interesting read. Uh, and that's what kind of got, that was like my introduction to like skepticism and conspiracy theories as a whole. So he's like a white guy that figured out that there's like Ayurvedic medicine. Nah, he's saying that he's saying that's that, what you made it seem like. Yeah, but he, what he's saying is like that there there's a big conglomerate called like Big Pharma, and they're out to make. Oh you yeah, sick. yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, Altria. Yeah, that's all I'll say. Yeah, that's all I got <laughs> to say about that. So there, there, like, there's an economic interest in people keeping people unhealthy, and you know they're sure. they're trying to oh, sell yeah. us drugs, and you know the whole medical industry is suppressing information about you know, cures. He, he claims that there's a cure for cancer and, and everything. Um, I, I think a lot of that is very dangerous. I think he's painting a very broad stroke for um, a lot of ailments as well. I mean, you can't just say, you know, like this type of cancer can be cured. Therefore, like all cancers can be cured and all of that. Mm -hmm. So, um, <laughs> but, you know, it got me thinking and, you know, it got the conversation rolling between me and my people. So uh, looking back at it today, it's kind of outrageous. I don't believe a lot of it, but it, it's interesting. So, yeah. I think I put that book off, up off of your shelf before yeah. and kind of browsed through it a little bit. And there's only a couple of things in there. I think I saw a section that said aspartame. Yeah, aspartame, like fake yeah, sugars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that like that's one of the things that I've noticed personally has an effect on me. Like, I don't like things with aspartame. Right. Like, I can tell almost immediately that it's yeah. in it. Yeah. And I got really upset when, um, I don't want to say the name of the certain type of gum that I really like. I don't know who <laughs> listens to this. But they started using aspartame. And, like, I started, like, chewing the gum. And I was like, this tastes funny. And so, like, I checked the ingredients. And sure enough, aspartame was in it. Mm -hmm. And so I had to, like, find specific gum that doesn't use aspartame anymore. And it was really <laughs> hard finding actual sugar gum yeah or sugar-free gum that well, the thing is that won't use aspartame. aspartame yeah no that's what i mean yeah i i can agree with that i mean when i when i was younger um and still now like i can't have diet sodas because mm. the aspartame i i was really susceptible to headaches i mean even after like one can or, or one glass of it like I'll, i would start feeling my head would start hurting it, see the problem was you didn't mix it with alcohol when you were younger? <laughs> when I was younger. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I, yeah, true. And my thing with soda is like, it's already pretty bad for you anyway. So I might as well just drink real soda. Yeah. And technically diet sodas make you thirstier anyway. So well, in the soda long run, in general you, makes you thirstier. Well, it does. But diet soda, because it doesn't have, it's supposed to boast because it doesn't have any calories or anything like right. that. The way that they make it a diet soda makes your taste buds want more and make it still thirsty it doesn't really quench the thirst so you drink even more of that or you drink something else so it adds up to more calories that you're not getting from that first class anyway true Faisal what do we always say the best drink is water water that's right <laughs> Bruce Lee's favorite drink Bruce Lee's favorite drink my favorite drink bruh and milk I love milk true true milk milk 
Man. <laughs> That's old. But yeah, I agree. Um, speaking of like big pharma, I think we actually got into this conversation uh, maybe a couple podcasts ago. I don't remember if we ever actually recorded it, but like the whole idea of how Altria, they own Philip Morris, right? <laughs> Philip Morris is one of the biggest like anti-marijuana like champions out there. But even they themselves know that as soon as marijuana, you know, goes through legislation and, and passes... They have all the marketing for it, the labels, everything. (laughs) And they're just going to flip the coin and they're going to be ready to go. It's just going to be the other side of the same coin and it's going to be interesting. I remember a few years back uh, during undergrad, Altria came and did like a for business students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The business Um, fair, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, No, but they did like a small seminar for us and they were like recruiting or whatever. And I called them out. Like I was like, yo, you know that you know cannabis is going to be legalized eventually it's inevitable like what are y'all's plans and and shit for that and they didn't have an answer for me but i feel like if they knew they were probably holding it as like an insider yeah i mean why would they tell you like this stupid college kid thinks he knows everything you know what i mean like from the other side i I can see that uh just to go back to what faisal was saying of all these big companies together are conspiring together to make the U.S. population and healthy or whoever is their marketplace. I mean, it it has some validity to it. I mean, there there's hundreds of ingredients, dozens, at least dozens of ingredients in foods that are legal here or that can pass through through the FDA and all that that are not in other countries or, or they're legal um, to be in foods or if they are, they have to go through these special processes um, and have to be clearly marked on the labels of food, not like hey, here's the nutritional facts and my fawn is eight. It's got to be like an, on the front label right next to the next to the logo and all that. So I, I mean, like I said, there's a lot, there's, there's validity to a lot of, to a lot of big companies conspiring together to make it harder on us. So in this book, there's um, a chapter, he claims that, you know, you can live uh, a pretty super healthy lifestyle in which you can virtually never get sick. And he says to do this, I'm just going to briefly kind of summarize or uh, give you the abridged version of like how to never get sick again. And I'm just going to flip through the pages real quick and tell you how he does it. So one, see natural healthcare providers on a regular basis. Stop taking non-prescription and prescription drugs. Energetic rebalancing. Check your body pH. And under all of these, he has resources for how you know who to contact, what you know sites to go to, and all of that. Um, clean out the toxins that have accumulated in your body. Do a liver, gallbladder cleanse. Um, do a kidney cleanse, heavy metal cleanse. Do a parasite cleanse. Do a candida cleanse. Talks about chelation therapy. Uh, full body fat lymphatic cleanse. Drink eight full glasses of pure water daily. Use a rebounder. Walk an hour a day. Stretch the muscles and tendons. Practice deep breathing. Sweat with the regular dry sauna. Give yourself a dry brush massage. Full body Swedish massage. Do qigong. Do tai chi. uh, Seven to 30 day fast. Uh, Specialized treatments. Reflexology. Craniosacral therapy. Reiki. Um, you must stop putting toxins in your body. I'm just giving you the headlines. Stop smoking, <laughs> buy and use a shower filter, eat 100% organic, eliminate aspartame and monosodium glutamate, 
uh, hydrogenated oil. What are some of the interesting things he has here? A lot of these things are kind of common sense, you know what I mean? No high fructose corn syrup. Let's see. I'm not going to lie. He straight up looks like he went to like <laughs> Wikipedia and like typed in Ayurvedic medicine and like was like, here's a list of everything that like has been done for 5,000 years. Yeah. And maybe you should think about doing this. So, uh, um, he says, do not use sunblock. Take vitamins. Uh, let me know how he fares consider he's fair, considering he's, he's fair, fair. skin. Um, he's, he, he has some other uh, stuff like eliminate fluorescent lighting, uh, avoid dry cleaning, avoid air fresheners, uh, reduce or eliminate air conditioning, uh, eat raw nuts, <laughs> Mr. Big Nut, buy juice machine, magic juices, take coral calcium. Uh, vitamin E. Drink the magic juices. <laughs> and magic juices is in quotes. <laughs> uh, get an oxygen water cooler. Digestive enzymes. Which you don't get enough fiber, bro. Eat organic dark chocolate. That's that's a big one in here. Naturalize electromagnetic chaos. Get something to naturalize electromagnetic chaos. Oh, so this is talking about like EMF. Uh, I like the little yeah. uh, volcanic thing that you wear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, electronic and wireless devices less. Gentle wind project instrument. Magnetic mattress pad. Magnetic finger and toe rings. Alpha biotics. Whatever that is. Um, <laughs> Obviously, it's the better version of beta biotics. Come on, Pfizer. <laughs> Get Rolfing, R-O-L-F-I-N-G. Uh, Rolfing? Don't, <laughs> don't watch the news. Yes, Ed Boy. Um, Life has many doors, Ed Boy. Uh, have sex. Nice. Don't use cell phone and drive at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get out of debt. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> we can read the rest of it if we want to. Yeah. Thank you for sharing this wonderful. That just reminds me of that one like Hannibal Buress image where it's just like start like uh, move out of your house, live with seven roommates, make salsa with them, start a band. Like it's just like yeah, nonsense. <laughs> yeah. It's like here's a bunch of shit in yeah, no particular order. Yeah. Like what if you follow those backwards? Then what? What is Rolfing? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna you told me to do that. And you didn't tell right. me what order. Just because they were numbered doesn't indicate an order. Right. And then he's gonna get sued. I'm gonna Google rolling. <laughs> Rolling on floor. On no, that's on that's roffling. That's roffling. Oh, see. He so rolling. He doesn't even know. Wikipedia. Uh, Rolfing is a it's a form of alternative medicine originally developed by Ida Rolf, 1896-1979. Okay. Uh, see, I told so you alternative medicine. It's under it's under pseudo medicine in Wikipedia. Oh my god, bruh. <laughs> this what, shit. What ethnicity is this Rolf dude? Uh, oh let's click. God. Probably. Poor lady. Alright, Tori, apologize. <laughs> is it a black it's a, guy? It's a white lady. Oh, a white lady. Yes, that's what I said. She's from Pennsylvania. Of course she is. The worst. Amer- America's asshole. <laughs> no, that's that's, that's like Jersey. Texas. Oh, Texas. New Jersey's America's That's armpit. armpit. Yeah. yeah. And Florida's America's So that means that physiologically or anatomically, Virginia would be like the left nipple. Nice. Yeah. The best That's good, man. That's my favorite nipple. The left one. Lefty's a little more tender than right. Yeah, me too. I got you, man. I got you. Same way. I got you. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, so Faisal, do you think? Um, because you you're, you said about the book that it started the conversation of you questioning every questioning everything to a point. Yeah. Do you think that? Other than that, that this book is an, has been any influence upon you? Either the context inside in general, or did you ever follow any of this? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, or anything? I, I mean, there there are some things in there that, that is great. There's stuff in there that definitely works. I mean, he has a chapter on weight loss. Um, and uh, there's stuff that I have internalized. Uh, but I wouldn't say that it was because of the book maybe i was already doing that stuff like i mean i gave up sodas a long time ago learned about you know certain things like it, it got me thinking about uh, electromagnetic frequencies and stuff i don't know if there's any truth to that but it got me thinking got me thinking about that stuff and and things like you know msg monosodium glutamate you know so um, good uh, artificial sugars and things like that um i i don't you know, I don't drink things with high fructose corn syrup anymore. You know, small little things, but on a whole, it got me thinking about economic ties, who benefits from what, you know, got me questioning a lot of things. Why are we taught the things that we're taught, um, you know, and things like that. Like, for example, uh, the food pyramid, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a part of the food pyramid that says we need dairy. And there are sources that say that, you know, dairy, especially from cow, is not necessary completely. We can live without cow milk. Uh, you know? So, yeah, if any of our listeners want to educate us, you know, hit us up. I don't know, man. I have particular feelings. Yeah. Having owned a couple of cows, they're beautiful and majestic and stupid of and very lovable creatures. Milk dogs. They're milk dogs. That's exactly what they are. That... That's a very good description. Man, I don't but, know how you could eat a cow. Yeah, it's been years since I picked up that book. So, I mean, I forgot a lot that's in it. But there are a few things that I've taken away. Yeah. Yeah. True. I mean, there might be something... And this is just kind of a, a general blanket statement. But even if something that you read or that you watch, that you're thir it's thoroughly against your, your moral code, your ethic code and all that, there's still... There's still something that you can learn from it, not necessarily like a positive learning experience or a negative, necessarily a negative learning experience, but that it can shed some light on something that you did not know about. And that's all about being open-minded. Yeah. yeah. Well said. <laughs> all right, man. So we're going to continue our trend of conspiracy theories. Let's pass it to Adam. Yeah. True. Adam, what you got, bro? So my conspiracy theory involves the Pokemon universe because... <laughs> Which Why not? So just in general. Um, so, I mean, a lot of people are still privy to this, but like I had just had a conversation with one of my good friends who did not know about it and like blew his mind. Maybe I didn't so, know about it either. You probably did because I like, I like probably look like the guy from It's Always Sunny with like all the pins everywhere. It's like... Charlie like, Day. Exactly. <laughs> like I probably look like Charlie. Like, no, like this is what I'm talking about. Like I've, I've screamed about it when we lived together at least twice. It's involving the Pokemon Ditto. Oh, and so, yeah. Oh. yeah, see, it's, it's that one, right? It's so I couldn't believe this. So people was not privy to it, but uh, Mewtwo was not the only clone of Mew. Mewtwo was merely the only successful clone of Mew. The reason being is that if you go to Cinnabar Island and you go to the abandoned mansion, that is one of the only places you can find Ditto in the Kanto universe. That and Ditto and Mew are the only Pokemon that can learn that can learn transform naturally by level progression 
Vet and Mew and Ditto have the exact same height and weight, and their normal and def- their default and shiny colors are exactly the same. Damn. Yeah, so <laughs> you can only find Ditto in Cinnabar Island and in the Cerulean Cave, and that's where Mewtwo hangs out also. It's like, just think about it. There's just like a bunch of freaking like messed up deformed blobs that can turn and modify their genetic code to be almost anything because they're failed experiments of the first Pokemon. I don't believe it if it's unless it's on Bulbapedia. It is. <laughs> what? It is? Well, no. I, so, no I mean, not the play-by-play, basically. Right. But um, but th- it's really funny that you brought that up because I was look. I don't know what started it, but I was looking on Bulbapedia for Mewtwo in general. Um, nice. I, you know, as you do. <laughs> Um, As you do, correct. Oh, I didn't know that Ditto could breed with any Pokemon. Yep, that's, yep. Um, It could have been because I was talking about, um, for Pokemon, the first movie, the Japanese version has, like, this eight-minute introduction about Mewtwo that isn't in the English version. It's only in the Japanese version, but you can watch it online and all that. You've seen it, right, Adam? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the Japanese eight-minute version, but I know it exists. Oh, you haven't seen it? No. Oh, cool. Let me uh, let me do this first. So, have Faisal and Karen, have you heard about this slash anything? So, in the Japanese um, cut and version of the first Pokemon movie, you know, where Mewtwo, like, makes all his clones and, and all that, and then Brother My Brother comes in, but that's for the American version, um, that there's this eight-minute, nine-minute um, prequel Kind of like um, Pikachu's vacation was from for over here, but it talks about um, Doctor Fuji and him cloning Mew, Mew Mewtwo, and then Mewtwo like experiencing all of these memories while he's still in the tank um, under REM sleep or anything like that. But he experiences uh, different failed clones, and he also experiences Doctor Fuji and, and sees and talks to Doctor Fuji's daughter. Oh, yes. Who died um, in the midst of all this and why kind of Dr. Fuji's alone and he doesn't have a family to go back to anymore because they both they, they both left because he's obsessed with cloning this Pokemon. And it's like really heart-wrenching. And then you get into the movie and then that's a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend watching that if, if, you, if you want to. Yes, so I was, I guess I was talking, talking about that to somebody and then I went on the Bulbapedia for Mewtwo and I was reading about that, how like Mew and Mewtwo are obviously connected together, but then Ditto comes in and it's like Ditto could, to, Ditto could possibly be a failed Mewtwo clone and from Mew and the Mew scale. It's right. It's a scale that they use or like a hair. Yeah, it was like a it was like a piece of fur or something. Or fur, yeah, fur, yeah. So, Wikipedia says the only thing that it says is that Ditto shares several aspects with Mew. The move transform the same shiny blue and normal pink color, perfectly balanced stats, and its weight of eight point eight pounds or four kg. Dun, dun, dun. They did it on purpose. Probably that makes sense. That's a very uh, plausible uh, theory and or assumption to come to. Ditto is the hardest Pokemon to learn to draw. I mean, I, I struggled <laughs> with it for like two hours one time. It's uh, just yo. like waves. You can just draw like a blob. Yeah, it's like a blob. 
You were like a perfectionist with your blouse, weren't you? <laughs> I had to be right, man. You got to get that like dumb looking face right. Yeah. With the two dots. It's all about smile. the wrist technique, you know. Technique. <laughs> look at a, look at the wrist. All sorts of stuff about Mew and Ditto. So Ditto is the only Ditto and Manaphy are the only Pokemon that are able to breed yet are unobtainable through breeding. Right. And Ditto is only one of the two that is available that is not available at level one legitimately the lowest level it is able to be caught is 10 in gen 2 and then there's the the, the conspiracy theory of the lavender town music which is That's a banging hit by the way banger bro there was also this um Pokemon Go theory from Game Theory uh, as to why Ditto wasn't in the game. Talking about like the, the war and the, um, the Pokemon war and all of that. But then the day that he released that, Niantic released an update saying that Ditto was in the game. <laughs> and he was like, well, you get one this time. <laughs> you win this round. It was pretty funny. Tori's next. Tori, what's your theory? What's my theory? So I wanted to bring up uh, a theory, a conspiracy theory that uh, not necessarily personally related to me, but the faking of the moon landing. Exactly. (laughs) But so the thing is that what really started it is one or one of the few things. um, One of my really good friends that I've known since since high school, um, her mother lived during the moon landing and saw it on TV and still doesn't believe it, that it happened. Interesting. Exactly. So, and this is um, me talking to her earlier today to get um, kind of like exact quotes. Um, but basically I, that she saw it, but at the time it just looked too well done, that type of thing. Like it was filmed, <laughs> um, but begrudgingly accepts that it happened later on but it didn't happen in 1969 because it would have been too convenient to do that because of jfk saying to get there before the end of the decade and we want to get there because it's hard and we know it's hard type thing Mm, we got there bro we definitely got there (laughs) but did we get there when we said we got there but did you put your thumb at me they get really in-depth into this theory, like, mm-hmm. talking about, like, radiation belts and just how it is, like, impossible. Like, really heady shit, you know? Um, I-, I remember listening to a really old episode of the Joe Rogan podcast, and they were talking about it on there, too. Um, and Joe Rogan, he used to be a believer of this conspiracy, but not anymore. Um, and I think that uh, it, there was also an episode of i think it's called star talk radio with bill nye and neil degrasse tyson where they deep i believe anything that they say yeah they (laughs) like Um, law yeah yeah Yeah, for sure (laughs) yeah um man i i don't remember the specifics of the theory but man they go in depth into like how people really really like truly believe that it didn't happen yeah Yeah. that's Um, crazy let's not forget the mythbusters Busted that myth. We did, in fact, go to the moon. They proved that they couldn't simulate that kind of an environment, oh, especially yeah. from the footage. I've, I've seen that episode, and as I've grown older and, and wiser in my age, I know Mythbusters is like, Pretty legit. meh. 
At best on on a lot of things. It's awesome. I mean, yes, they do blow stuff up, but just as in like the scientific method, they're like, hmm, on a lot of things. Oh, for sure. But um, in 1976, where kind of the origins for this myth um, starting out was this dude writing a book and it's a really good title. Let me, let me read this from here. We never went to the moon. America's $30 billion swindle. You know, very catchy. (laughs) Wow. I know. You know, it's got all the all the talking points already. Um, so it's written by this person, this person named Bill K- Koing. It's probably Koing, and it basically said that the success of that happening was very, very, very low. Not even one percent of of a successful moon landing, um, and giving up the and giving up these numbers that he wasn't really qualified as, or, or as a person um, that would know as easily. Um, reading some of the stuff online saying that he had like a, a, a BA in English, but was hired to do these technical writings for rocket science and all this stuff. Not saying that you don't know anything if you don't have a degree in it, but it was, it is, is it a point? It is a point to bring up. Um, and then about four years later in 1980, uh, flat earth society who we all know and love. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. They're growing. <laughs> they're like they're, growing they're like the new Scientology. They publicly come out in 1980 accusing NASA of lying and 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 um, giving the more famous theory that uh, it was all filmed on a movie set. Um, Disney was in on it. Uh, Kubrick directed it, and then um, Arthur C. Clarke wrote this the script for it. Basically, <laughs> um, <laughs> what? What? And um, if you do not know, Arthur C. Clarke actually did write the screenplay for 2001 A Space Odyssey, Odyssey oh, so yeah. of course them two would be together. And yeah, all of this. course, right? <laughs> oh, my and, oh, my God. you know, I mean, this was, this is from, you know, from the 80s, from the early, late 70s, early 80s, but there's still people who begrudgingly or not won't or will accept that it happened. And it's just really interesting from, as from someone who love space and other people in this podcast love space and love science and all that. Um, I just want to, you know, it's one of the things you just want to like show them and that we have facts. My thing is like, so I'm on the flat earth society homepage or whatever right now. I clearly hasn't been updated since like September of last year. Um, and I was just reading one of their headlines was the flat earth society welcomes BOB. Yeah. Is July 20th yeah, I was just about year. to say. Yeah, well, yeah. So that is a thing that happened once. Um, oh, yes. But my question is, like, have any of these people been on an airplane, like, even for like five minutes? I like, yeah, sure. you, you can see, <laughs> like, you can see the curvature of the Earth. You know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, when you're thirty thousand feet in the air and you look outside and you see that, like, something off in the horizon starts curving and it's not just like flat. I don't know, man. You should talk to... You should You should listen. There's this one clip of uh, Shaq on someone's podcast where he's talking about, I drive from, like, L.A. to, like, SF. Like, it's all straight to me, bro. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works, Shaquille O'Neal. Maybe that's this is why he was so bad at free throws because he didn't account for the curvature of the damn earth. <laughs> that's not how this works. That's not any of this well, works. Well, fastest way from point A to point B is a straight line. <laughs> So, I mean, math, I just, it, I don't understand. 
it just doesn't even make sense to me. Like a flat Earth, uh, just I don't understand. Like if you can There's see, pictures. Uh, right, like <laughs> my thing is like, do these people believe in other planets? Do they see that we have like powerful equipment that can look at like Mars and Jupiter and all these other planets and see that these other planets are also spherical and not think our planet is probably also like that. Yeah. It's spherical. Like spherical. Maybe, maybe there is a planet out there that is a cube, but I don't think that that would happen. Yo, speaking of that, though, I know I'm uh, derailing a little bit, but there is scientific validity and theory that there could be a donut-shaped planet. Nice. I was reading that the other day, and how, like, depending how the gravity would be, there uh, there could be a moon that would go through the center of it. (laughs) Yo. See, this is where... That would have to be a huge planet. It would be. The outside of the planet would have to be, like, the size of Jupiter. It would, and the inside of the planet, like, the moon in the middle would have to be the size of, like, our moon, I think. I mean, there's smaller moons in our solar system than the moon. But granted, there's, there's also... Moon. Does our moon have a name? Actually, I was talking about this. Not really. It's just called Earth's moon or the moon. Or you can call it it's Luna. It's like Titan or, like... You can say Luna, but that's also, like, Spanish for moon. But... That's a good one. That's um, a good one. Juan? Wine. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying a pun. Like, good one. Um, Then nothing, none of it makes sense. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, I can't even fathom that the Earth is flat. No. Like, how do you think the gravity works? Way too many questions. Like, it's just... (laughs) Like, how does that asteroid hit us if we're flat? Right, exactly. Does it just, like, skip, like, a rock on the top of a lake? And just, like, keep going? Like, what the fuck? God. I'm really trying to like think about how this could be possible and it's just not working. Yeah, it's, no. oh, man. It's like telling me my foot is not there and I'm looking at my foot. No, no, no. It's that your foot <laughs> is there. Your foot is there, but it's... It's Schrodinger's foot? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not really there. Or I don't even know what that means. It doesn't make any sense to me. Man. I had a couple of theories I want to talk about. First of all, Big one. The big stromboli. The big nut. The big nut. <laughs> the biggest of nuts was the one where jet fuel can't melt steel beams, bro. Can't melt Man. dank memes. 9-11 was an inside job, or so they say. Man, you know how much literature is written on this? You can fill a library on this. Here's my, here's my biggest, I don't even say proof, but like... My biggest claim as to why I think this may be somewhat plausible. I won't say true, because I don't know. I'm not one of the people that planned it, or didn't plan it, or, you know, whoever they locked up somewhere. But the person that designed the structure of the World Trade Center came out, like, a couple of weeks after the entire incident happened and said, this is not possible. That, like, these two planes could not have structure, structurally damaged the World Trade Center so much where it would just collapse like that. And then I think like two weeks later, he was told to redact his statement and he came back and he was like, well, actually, well, this could have happened. I did not. Told by whom? And told by whom? That, that is the biggest thing that leads me to believe that he was told by somebody to say, hey, don't tell people that this wasn't possible. So if you, just to kind of bounce off of that, if... 
if what he says, the architect says, is true, and that the plane could not do it, because it because you saw the plane sitting there, and then fifteen minutes went by, and you saw another plane hit it. It took longer for both planes to hit than it did for the buildings to collapse after the planes had hit it. Like the first, if that was the case, if that was the case, right? The way that I understand physics is like, first of all, that's not how it would have happened. It would have happened like Jenga. If you hit some shit and you hit the highest part of that shit, it's only going to go in one direction. It's not going to go down. There's like a very minimal force that goes downwards in an impact like that. Because you're no, you don't have as much gravity being a right. planet. Because on the, let's say the top five floors and say the bottom five floors. Right. And the thing is, this was in New York. This was in Manhattan. So one of the reasons was because of the previous bombing that happened in 93. They structurally made the World Trade Center stronger than it should have been. Like, it could have been, it had the same base and foundation that many buildings now have in California to prevent, like, subsidence, like, earthquake movement and, like, tectonic shifting. So my thing is, if it was so structurally sound from the bottom, how did, a, like, a plane hitting it from the top do anything to the bottom without there being some sort of interference? Thermite. I think so. They said they found thermite in the remains of the, you know, rubble of Ground Zero. What's that? Thermite. Thermite's an explosive. So a thermite so, is okay. like used for controlled explosions. Oh, okay. And like I assume that's what explosions. from consequence I'm assuming that's what that meant. <clears throat> but yeah, that's one of the that's one of the biggest instant incidents to have happened in our lifetimes. Um, I I distinctly remember. Do you remember Mr. Weil, our seventh sure grade history teacher? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember? Did you have him too? Yeah, did, did we all have this? Did, were we all heroes? I was. We were so, all heroes. Um, yeah, we were. Shout out to HMS. Um, Yo, that's the biggest conspiracy theory right now. All the brown kids were heroes. Yeah, we are. Born and raised or something. Um, but he told me, he was like, because that was an old ass white dude. He's cool, kind of. Mostly. And I also had to like correct him on Indian history once, but I won't get into that. I was pretty salty about that day. He told me, like, he was around, I think at that time when he was teaching, he was like 60, right? He was like pretty old. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. He wasn't, like, in his 40s or shit, or some shit. I don't know. Maybe. But he told me that the only attack before 9-11 was Pearl Harbor. That was the last thing that had happened to America on such a large scale. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. And it was just, like, when he said that to me, like, 7th grade me was like, holy shit. Like, it blew my mind. Because that thought had never occurred to me. I was like, well, I wasn't around in, like, World War II, obviously. Yeah. So, like, when he said that, I was like, shit, you're right. Like... It changed the landscape socially, structurally, almost any way you think of. It changed how America runs as a country. Mm-hmm. An entire new department was born because of it. And like, you know, Homeland Security, Homeland Security Patriot Act. Like, it's just amazing to me, like, how something yeah, like, so seemingly simple created such a complicated rip, situation. I don't know, like, it was a paradigm shift. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is what it was. Absolutely. In the history of the United States, and it potentially could have been done by our government. And it's not surprising at this point, considering who we have in our administration now and what they seem to have done. So, I don't know. Here's another thing that leads me to believe that 9 11 was an inside job. And no, I swear I didn't watch Loose Change. So, Bush's great grandfather 
was one of the people that was on the cabinet of FDR. FDR was World War Two, right? Yes. Well, two. Yeah. Eisenhower. Eisenhower's was World War One, mm-hmm. I, I think. Right. Yeah. FDR was like towards the it was the, the, the Great yeah, Depression. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because FDR was three terms. Yeah. Three terms. If only Obama was three terms. Um. Anyway, Bush's great grandfather. I think his last. I think it was Scott Preston. You can look up his name because I'm trying to remember. I'm genuinely trying to remember his name. Was a part of the cabinet that was advising great grandfather. Great grandfather. Correct. So Bush Senior's dad was a part of like the cabinet or a committee or something, and. They were trying to figure out how to get out of the Great Depression, right? And they're like, what? Well, you know, the last time we had this situation, how did we get out of it? World War One. So how do we get out of another situation? Get into another war. So the Bush family has its roots in war. It's very interesting to me that Bush's dad, here we go. Here, here's where all of it starts tying together. You ready? Bush's dad was the director of the CIA when JFK got shot. You didn't know that. I didn't. But this is what leads me to believe, like, that they could have done this shit again, like, 60 years later. If you were able to do that then, you were coaxed, you were able to coax FDR into partaking in World War II. And I think that he had knowledge of Pearl Harbor happening beforehand and was told, no, let it happen. And we can use it as a catalyst to enter the war as heroes. I can believe that. Right? That's wild. To to a certain point, like, during that time, uh, Prescott Bush? Prescott, that's his name, that son of a gun. Um, Yeah, Prescott. I know it was like Preston or some shit, some fucking snooty-ass fucking blue blood name. Yeah. I mean, the the tensions before World War II with the United States and Asia and um, Europe, like, everyone was on high. Just high tensions all around before and before everything. And then I think I've heard that before, too, that the government knew or had like a strong inkling that Pearl Harbor was going to happen, but didn't warn the public. They had a strong inkling that 9-11 was going to happen. Like, it's just so we'll find out. We'll find out in about 10 more years. 75 years. Is it 75 more years? No, this wait. The 75-year anniversary of the assassination. That's what I'm Well, we'll about. find out on in 2020. Yeah. For as far as all the documents involving JFK, the Freedom of Information Act will give us that in 2020. And nobody's going to care about it except me and like four other people probably. But trust me, if this podcast is around in 2020, we're going to have an episode. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. We're going to send because this episode as a it's so It's so suspect. It's so suspect that... Your father was the director of CIA when one of the most progressive presidents was assassinated. And then, in order to benefit, like, they have so many liquidities in oil. Like, the Bush family. It's like, there's no way that you didn't set this shit up since the beginning. And you were in Saddam Hussein's palace having dinner with him with a golden... It wasn't a silver spoon. That that cutlery was made out of fucking gold. If you've seen any of the, like, videos or documentaries, that shit was gold. There's no way that you weren't hanging out with him as a homie, and then, you know, your son happens to get elected, and you're like, hey, we should do this again. Remember that time? Remember that time I ate some bad lamb in Iraq, and I got the shits? Go get them. That's what happened. It's been scientific fact that um, back in the 70s, 
when 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 Ford and American cars were you know very prevalent and all that, they already knew that the high gasoline in the air was gonna ruin was gonna ruin yep. the, the air and and have high pollution. They knew that, mm-hmm. and they just did it anyway. It's crazy, man. There's so much stuff out there, and it all goes together. There's no way that it doesn't. It's lock. Like string theory. Mm, but you can connect with us on social media. Hey, you can follow us on media? Twitter, Obvious Podcast. Obvious dot podcast. No, it's just email. it's at oh for our Twitter. Oh yeah, it's true. just Obvious Podcast. True, but yeah, that's my all of my theories in one. JFK was the youngest president we ever had. Got blasted because he was way too progressive. He was like, yeah. "Oh, black people, yeah, they're cool, bro." Yeah, any sort of pr- progress that this country could do, there's always something or someone yeah. preventing that from happening. Yep. RFK, JFK, MLK, Malcolm X. Man, I'm never going to run for president. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. Unless, well, we'll see. If there's some sort of change in law. Oh, I also found out. Did you know Mitt Romney was born in Mexico? What? What? Yeah, I fucked your shit up, didn't I? I got some more shit for you, bro. I got, I got all the news. I'm better than Alex Jones. Fuck you, motherfucker. Fight me. Bitch ass. <laughs> Yo, I don't think Asif knows who Alex Jones is. Nah, I think he knows. Nah, because there's no had, way. Nah, we had this conversation. He, he don't know. He who. really doesn't know. Nah. Who doesn't know? <laughs> Asif. He doesn't there's know. There's no way he doesn't know who Alex Jones is. Right, that's what I'm saying. How can you not know who Alex Jones is? He's, He's like, like the biggest one. fucking cocksucker in the world. I also he doesn't know who the Young Turks are either. The Young Turks are the people that like Turk from Scrubs. Nah. No. <laughs> They're the ones that always like. I thought I thought it was Mitt Romney was a U.S. citizen, but his dad was Mexico born. All of Mexico. Wait, nah, he was born in Mexico, but he was like brought to the United States or some shit, and they were like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It was like some uh, cut ass shit that happened. So he I'm was like here, in buddy. Mexico with his family, like he wasn't born in the United States. I don't think. All I know is a branch of the uh, Romneys reside in the Mormon colonies in Mexico. Right, that's what. But, yeah, but he was born there. Romney but, was Romney was born here in, a, in Utah, apparently. But his father was born no, in America or in Mexico. No, I want to see that birth certificate for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading Detroit. See, so What's it was Mexico. It, yeah, it had to be because he was running as senator in Michigan, right? He's a senator in Michigan. Man, being a senator in Michigan is like yo, Jesse the body was governor there. there. It's true. Yo, the Rock. He's going to run for president. I'm telling you. Well, if you have any conspiracy theories that you would like to share with us, or if we are misinformed about anything, or if you just want to shoot the shit with us, please contact us. Let us know. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Peace. Bye. They can't see you, Adam. I know. I'm just doing this because I want to, okay? If you would like to educate us, challenge us, or provide feedback, write to us at our email abvi.us.podcast at gmail.com or tweet us at abviuspodcast. Thanks.